Hello, this is Gurmeher from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 15th of February. As part of its probe into a blast in front of a temple in Kombitor last year, the NIA searched around 40 locations across Tamil Nadu on Wednesday morning. NIA teams were accompanied by police and bank officials. They searched several properties allegedly linked to the suspects in 40 locations to investigate financial transactions and uncover any possible clues. The raids were conducted in Kombitor, Tiduchi, Mailadoturai, Trinnuveli, Tenkasi and Tuttukari districts. However, sources said there was a focus on 16 areas in Kombitor. A car cylinder blast took place in front of Sangameswarar Temple in Kottimedu on 23rd of October last year. The NIA has already arrested 11 persons. The blast is alleged to be a part of a terror conspiracy hatched through meetings held in Hasnur and Kandum areas of Satyamangalam forests in Erode in February last year. The income tax survey at BBC India's offices entered the second day on Wednesday. Tax officials are making copies of electronic and paper-based financial data of the organisation. The action was launched on Tuesday at the BBC's Delhi and Mumbai offices and at least two linked premises as part of an investigation into alleged tax evasion against the British broadcast in India. According to sources, the officials knocked at the doors of the BBC on Tuesday morning and are still present, speaking to staffers in finance and other departments. Many employees were allowed to leave on Tuesday night. The action has sparked a political war of words with the ruling BJP accusing the BBC of venomous reporting and the opposition questioning the timing of the move. This comes weeks after the broadcaster aired a two-part documentary, India, the Modi Question, on the Prime Minister and the 2002 Gujarat riots. Officials had said on Tuesday that the survey is being carried out to investigate issues related to international taxations and transfer pricing of BBC subsidiary companies. While there has been no official statement from the Income Tax Department on the action, the BBC has said it is cooperating with the authorities. Computer peripherals and mobile phones were cloned as part of the operations, officials said. The Supreme Court has decided to take a look into a petition seeking a probe into the Adani Group over allegations made by Hindenburg Research. The plea was filed by Congress leader Dr. Jaya Thakur. A Supreme Court bench led by Chief Justice of India T.Y. Chandrachur has agreed to list the petition along with two others already scheduled for hearing on Friday. The petition also seeks an investigation into the alleged investment of huge amounts of public money by life insurance corporations and the State Bank of India in the Adani Group, which has seen its fortune shrink over the last few days. Reports suggest that the Adani Group of companies lost about $100 billion in market value following the release of the Hindenburg Report. The Securities Exchange Board of India, SEBI, earlier told the court that it was already investigating the allegations made in the Hindenburg report as well as the market activity proceeding and post the publication of the report. SEBI has attempted to assure the public by saying that the events concerning the Adani group following the Hindenburg report were quote-unquote localised to a single group of companies and that there is no significant impact at a market-wide level or at a system-wide level that might warrant a system-level review of the regulatory frameworks in operation. However, it had acknowledged that, quote-unquote, entity-level issues that have arisen have had a significant impact at entity level and warrant detailed examinations by the regulator. Listeners, Sadiq Kappan, an Indian journalist, was recently released on bail after spending over two years in custody. The authorities have accused him of a conspiracy to fuel unrest 
and of links with banned outfit PFI. However, Kappan has denied these accusations. In an interview with Manisha Pandey, Kappan talks about his time in jail and his plans for the future. It is titled, Sadiq Kappan on UAPA, 800 Days in Jail and Descent. We can bring you such interviews and reports only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. A subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. The Supreme Court has expressed concerns over the demolition of a night shelter for homeless people at Sarai Kale Khan in New Delhi. During a hearing today, the court was informed that the demolition was carried out earlier in the day. Advocate Prashant Bhushan said more than 50 people were affected. The bench of justices Rishikesh Roy and Dipankar Datta said that the demolition had already taken place and therefore the focus should now be on the question of rehabilitation for those impacted. Bhushan initially mentioned the matter for urgent hearing before a bench headed by Chief Justice Deva Chandachur, but the hearing eventually took place before the bench headed by Justice Roy. The matter is scheduled to come up for hearing again on the 22nd of February. The Delhi police had asked the Delhi Urban Shelter Improvement Board to shift the night shelter before the scheduled G20 summit in September, amid allegations that it was being used by criminals and miscreants. The night shelter was set up in 2014 and could accommodate 54 people. Tragic news from New Zealand as Cyclone Gabriel continues to devastate the North Island. The storm has left over 10,500 people displaced and caused extensive damage to coastal communities on the far north and east coast of the island. At least four people, including a child, have been killed due to severe flooding and landslides, with rescue workers still searching for several missing individuals. Hawke's Bay, a popular tourist destination with remote towns, has been particularly hit. On Monday night, residents there had to swim through bedroom windows as floodwaters rose to the second story of their homes. The military has reported that they rescued around 300 people from rooftops in the region. Prime Minister Chris Hipkins has called Cyclone Gabriel the most significant weather event to hit the country in the past century. The cyclone is estimated to have impacted at least a third of New Zealand's 5 million population. While the storm has moved away from the area, Many remote towns and areas remain cut off by high floodwaters and power outages. With over 1,40,000 people still without electricity, residents in hard-hit areas have also been asked to conserve water and food because of fear of shortages. New Zealand has announced a national state of emergency, allowing the country to streamline its response to the disaster. This marks only the third time in history that the nation has declared a national state of emergency. Officials are attributing the scale of the disaster to climate change with the country's climate minister calling for urgent action to address the crisis. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.